Hey everyone, this is Zach, out of character, talking to you, the audience. I make this show because I love weird fiction and I want to share it with you, but it does cost money to produce it. If you check the link in the show notes, you can make a one-time donation in any amount you like to help keep this show going. It's completely voluntary and this show will always remain free to listen. Thank you and enjoy. The Stranger, Chapter 4, Round Midnight I'm, uh, Julian Black, blah, 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 listen, uh, just fucking listen. Something incredibly fucking weird is happening. I'm not sure what yet, but, uh, I'm just going to level with you guys, okay? I haven't really been sleeping. Uh, I'm getting a few hours here, a few hours there. Um, nothing substantial. Uh, I lie down. I try to close my eyes, but uh, some animal instinct inside me doesn't want to do that. It wants me to keep my eyes open, scanning the darkness, looking at every shadow, searching for movement. When I do finally fall asleep, my dreams are tense, more more dreams of the children, changelings, whatever, and the stranger. He's there too. I fall asleep in one part of my apartment and wake up three or four hours later in another. I'm losing time too, P- probably from the lack of sleep. I swear to God, I'm losing it. And for what? A glorified prank? It has to be. Nothing else makes sense. Because this can't be real. There's just no way. Things like this don't happen in the real world. Monsters aren't real. Shadow men and changelings. So why the hell do I jump at the shadows in the corner of my vision? Why do I stare at my reflection as if I can spot movement behind me when I'm obviously alone? No roommates, no girlfriend, no pets. You're going to hear things on this next tape that aren't possible. Knowledge that no one in 1935 should have. They can't know this, right? So the only explanation is that this whole damn thing is an elaborate joke. And okay, I get it. The pranker becomes the pranked. But the timing fucking sucks, man. Even with things in the province reopening, I'm still pretty much on my own here. So as much as I know it's all fake, all a joke at my expense, I don't find it particularly funny right now. In fact, it's really fucking with my head. I uh, found a thread on Reddit where people talk about kids just like the ones I've been seeing, just like the ones in the recordings. Uh, They call them the black-eyed kids. It's a pretty widespread urban legend or creepypasta or whatever you want to call it. I can't believe I didn't catch it sooner. Whoever did this, they couldn't even come up with their own ideas, just ripped off the internet like somehow a guy whose entire job is being internet famous wouldn't find it there, of all places. Just sloppy. 
this uh, huh, this will make sense when you listen. So I'll shut up and I'll let you do exactly that. Make your own conclusions, people. This is where it gets weird. How's the tea? Perfect, thank you. This is herbal, yes? It's lovely. I suppose that's neither here nor there. Now, would you please tell me, who are you? Why are you here? You really shouldn't be doing that. I'm sorry? Oh, it's quite all right. No, I mean, what should I not be doing? Oh. Recording this. Obviously. That's how you got into this mess in the first place. What do you mean? Have you got any sugar? Answer the question. Thank you. As for my meaning, the nomad has survived this long by keeping its existence a secret. Your investigation, your tapes... Threatened to deprive it of its cloak of secrecy. Hence, it harasses you. It sends its proxies to torment you. Nomad? Proxies? What, what does any of this mean? As I said, the one you call the Stranger has had many names. The Grey Nomad, the Visitor, the Lonely Shadow... Names in tongues older than English. Names in tongues no longer spoken by any living human. Then what is it? It's... an organism. The the same could be said of you or me. What kind of organism? Alex, by the way. Excuse me? You asked who I am. You would not be able to pronounce my true name, so you may call me Alex. What, is your real name Russian or something? (laughs) Or something. And uh, is that short for Alexander, Alexandra? uh, Just Alex. If you'll forgive me, I'm just having a hard time telling. um... When a mountain is formed, do you think Mother Earth checks under its diapers? To figure out what color to paint its nursery. Has anyone ever told you you take a very circuitous path to making your point? (laughs) More times than you would believe, Mr. Black. I'm uh, quite afraid you've lost me. I shall attempt to start, as you people say, from the top. Us people. Homo sapiens. Again, you've lost me. Then I shall attempt to make this as clear as possible. Imagine, if you would, a seed. It's not truly a seed, but what it is you wouldn't understand. So, imagine a seed. Okay. A seed is planted in the soil, given water, 
and eventually life springs forth. A root system, a fruiting body. Do you understand? So far? Good. Did you know that an aspen's root system can grow many identical trees? There are entire forests that are a single tree. One organism with multiple bodies. You can look it up online. Sorry, I can what? Oh, are we not there yet? Not where? There you go. Throwing me off track again. It seems to me that you're perfectly capable of that all by yourself. Thank you. That wasn't... The thing you call the stranger is not human. Though you knew that already. You've known for a while, based on your tapes. No one has listened to those tapes but me. No one has listened to those tapes yet. But unless you destroy them... They will have, and the consequences will be dire. How? How do you know what will happen? How do you know what's on those tapes? I'm very good at making educated guesses. When you've been playing this game as long as I have, you learn how to read probabilities. So if the stranger isn't human, what is he? It is like the Aspens. A single organism. Multiple bodies. Only this one is parasitic. Converting viable hosts into its proxies. You may kill one, but the nomad will live on. And uh, assuming I believe this, it's a massive leap, but assuming I believe it... What does he want with the children? You saw it discard a body that had worn itself too thin, just to lure you into a trap. You already believe, somewhere in there. You just don't know it yet. And the children are now part of that same organism. You're saying they're going to become like him? They will not become like it. They are already a part of it. That is, the children are dead. In every way that matters, they are dead. Their minds have been corrupted by a parasite. Their bodies will continue to grow, but over time... Every bit of tissue will be replaced by that same gray waste you found in the back alley. They are one with the rot, and they will become rot. Why children? A child's mind is not yet fully developed. Easier for a parasite to assimilate. That's horrendous. The truth often is. What does he... What does it want? What is the imperative of all living things? I don't know. Uh, to survive. Exactly. And how does a species survive? By uh, reproducing. But you said it was a single organism. It is a single organism. And 
It is an entire species. How is that possible? How does a three-dimensional boot create a two-dimensional boot print? Many things are possible when you let go of your preconceived notions of what life is. How do you know all of this? I have a vested interest in keeping this organism in check. I've been doing exactly that for a very long time. How long? You do love to ask questions, don't you? (laughs) I'm a reporter. It's part of the job. And that inquisitive spirit has served you well. But it may lead you to ruin if you don't let this go. Is that another educated guess? It's a very high probability. And the fallout will not end with you. Emily and Theodore, is that what you mean? No. They will, most likely, be fine. But unless you destroy the tapes, Theodore will keep them. He'll hold on to them his entire life, wishing he could bring himself to destroy them, but knowing they're the only piece of you he has left. He will grow old, and he will have children of his own, and one of his sons will marry. And when Theodore dies, his son will not care for the tapes, but the son's wife will. She will pass them on to her son. And this cycle will begin again. How can you be so certain? I can't. It's just a very high probability. How high? I wouldn't bet anything of value against it. This is beyond belief. Do you expect me to... You have a scar on your right calf. Don't you? You and the boy from the next farm over... What was his name? Wasn't it Theodore? Like your son? You went out exploring one day. Out past the boundaries of the farm. Out into the hinterlands. And the two of you got lost. Theodore blamed you, and you didn't like that. You became angry. You didn't mean to. People seldom do. But it got the better of you, and you pushed him. You stared in shock and disbelief as he got to his feet, and hit you square across the jaw. You wrestled. And it was only when a branch cut your leg that you stopped. You set aside your grudge and worked together to find your way home then. And when your father asked you about the cut, which was deep and bloody and likely to become infected, you made up a lie you no longer remember. He didn't believe you, by the way. But he chose not to press the matter. A year later, Theodore died of a disease that is easily treated now. It shocked you. You had never had a close friend die before. When Emily gave birth to your first son so many years later, it was you who suggested the name Theodore. You told her you simply liked it. But it was for your childhood friend. 
I never told anyone that. Nor will you. But I know it all the same. How on earth can you know such things? Knowledge is my curse. And I have borne it for longer than you could ever imagine. How long? The blink of an eye in the grand scheme of the universe. I am younger than the mountains, for instance. That... that does very little to narrow it down. Really? I apologize. Since you possess so much knowledge, what do you suggest I do? I suggest you stop making these tapes. I suggest you burn the existing ones. I suggest you gather enough composure to continue reporting the news without being so obviously emotionally troubled by this case in particular. I suggest you stop talking to sources within the police department or the mayor's office. I suggest you live out the rest of your days in peace. Raise your son to be a good man and leave a good legacy behind when it is your turn. To return to the earth. I suggest you live. And ignore the truth. Yes. If you know me so well, then you know that I can't do that. I do. So why even try? Because I know the cycle will continue if you do not do what I have asked. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Julian. I'm sorry, uh, I don't, I don't know anyone named- Nor will you. There's a roughly 87% chance that Theodore's daughter-in-law will give birth in 1986. And if she does, a similarly strong chance she will choose the name Julian. And Julian will be damned by your choices. You may have proven to me that you know impossible things. But this, this, this is too far. How, how can you expect me to believe this? I can't, and I don't. I just hope that you will. Hope? That doesn't sound very mathematical. There is no such thing as 100% certainty. Chaos finds its way into the grooves and cracks of all events, and makes unlikely things occur. You call these miracles, incredibly low probability events that you don't yet have the knowledge to explain. And they happen every day. Hope is more mathematical than you might think. The very existence of life on this planet was incredibly improbable at one point. Homo sapiens traveling across the Beringia and settling this continent was incredibly improbable. There is always room for hope. Then you admit it. If I stay this course, there is hope that I might avoid the fate that you've laid before me. Technically, yes. But the odds... The odds against me are less... Then 100%, you said so yourself. As long as there's even the remotest chance that I can still do what I know in my heart is right, I will. I'm not going to be able to talk you out of this, am I? 
I'm very sorry to say that you won't. The hour is late. And I mean that in several respects. If you will not see reason, you may as well get rest. You'll need it before long. Thank you for the tea. Alex. Yes? Before you go, who are you, really? Oh, Thaddeus. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. It's true. I was born in 1986, and my mom picked out my name. So, obviously, whoever actually recorded this, because it sure as hell wasn't my great-grandfather, already knew this. So if you're listening, tell you what. If you let me know privately that it was you, I'll drop this. I'll wrap up this podcast and call it a day. We'll be cool. All will be forgiven. But if you don't, and if I figure out who you are, I'll drag your name through the mud. I'll fucking do it. And you know I can do it too because I've done it before. You don't come at someone with 200,000 followers and not expect an absolutely biblical backlash. So speak now while I'm feeling generous. Um, we don't have a sponsor this week. Uh, in fact, all sponsorships been pulled for the time being. It's, it's complicated. I, I won't get into it now. I'd rather wait until things are smoothed out. But for the time being, I am uh, hosting this feed on my own. I want to see this through. Whatever's going on, I am, uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. And I'm going to use my platform to do it. There's still this feeling I can't shake. The night of my first dream, I dreamed that one of those changelings begged to be let into my home. And when I woke up, my door was open. That was before I listened to the third tape where Thaddeus or whoever the fuck he really is described a similar experience. I, I have to admit when I listened to that, I still believed these were real. Well, a real fiction as opposed to a, um, a, a fictional fiction. You know what I mean? And when I heard that, it was like a feeling like my stomach was making a fist, like every hair on my body was standing up. It was freaky. And now, now I know there's fuckery afoot. It's got to be some kind of trick. But even that doesn't make everything add up. Unless it goes deeper. Not a prank for fun, maybe, but some kind of psycho harassment bullshit. For what? For revenge? I mean, I have pissed a lot of people off. You remember that voicemail from the other week? The angry chick chewing me out for uh, being an insensitive ass. They mentioned Savannah Jackson by name. What if that's not a coincidence? <laughs> no one, I mean, no one hates me more than Savannah. Maybe she's the one doing this. Either way, I'll figure it out. That's it for this week, guys. I, uh, I have some calls to make, some questions I need answers to. If you have any info to share, call the hotline. Until then, oh, fuck it.
Stranger is written, performed, produced, and mixed by Zach Emery. This episode includes additional writing contributions by Kale Brown. The voice of Alex was Kale Brown. For more of their work, check out Blake Sky Private Eye in your podcast app, or click the link in the show notes. These events and characters are fictitious, in this reality anyway. All brands and public institutions referenced are either fictitious or used fictitiously. All music featured in this show is written and performed by Zach Emery and can be found on SoundCloud. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TheStranger1935. Or you can give your message to the next moth you see and pray it isn't intercepted. 